Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Business of Design, episode 124, and this is going to be a solo podcast in honor of Business of Design's 15th birthday. You're going to be hearing about some of the celebrations we have upcoming, including ones in Washington, D.C., in Nashville, and at High Point Market, October 19th, 5 to 7 p.m. at The Point. Do RSVP for all of these at businessofdesign.com. We want to make sure there's plenty of bubbly to go around and lots of prizes. For example, at High Point, we are giving away 15 prizes and we want you to win. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. For independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. We have so much coming up this fall with Business of Design. It's going to be a busy few months. Um, In October is Business of Design's 15th birthday, and we're doing all kinds of celebrations. So uh, the big one's going to be at High Point on October 19th from 5 to 7 at The Point. Details are on the website. Uh, We are asking you to register so that we know who's coming. It is a free event. And if you're a BOD advocate, please let us know you're coming. We certainly want to roll out the red carpet for you. BOD members too, we want to know that you're coming. And if you're new to BOD or you're curious, please come and hang out with the best designers in the world. We'd love to meet you and celebrate 15 years of professional interior design coaching. If you are coming to High Point, Kimberly's also teaching a course in the theater uh, again on the Saturday, October 19th at 10 a.m. Have the professional life you've always wanted. In this session, you're going to learn where to start when it comes to changing your business and your life, five measures of true success, and how to create a new blueprint for the rest of your life. So if you're new to business of design, need a refresher or a fast track, this is where you want to be when you go to High Point. So again, that's the Saturday morning at 10 o'clock at the theater. Back to our BOD celebrations for our birthday. Uh, We have two other celebrations going on um, at Business of Design chapter meeting. So one's going to be happening in D.C. on September 10th, the other in Nashville on September 23rd. Please reach out to me, Cheryl, at businessofdesign.com for more details. I'm going to put you in touch directly with our BOD chapter advocates, and they can give you all the details and get you on the list for that. Um, All of our chapter listings are also on the website at businessofdesign.com check it out. Uh, We have over 30 chapters now across North America, Australia. Check it out. See if there's one in your area. If there's not and you want to help us launch one, please reach out. Immediately after a high point is our Santa Monica retreat. The BOD Elite Retreat is sold out for this year. We already have quite the wait list as well. Feel free to keep emailing me 
if you want to get on that wait list, we're also going to use that list um, to notify you immediately the second we open registration for next year's retreat. We certainly don't want you missing out twice. If you did miss out on the retreat, please consider joining us for the BOD conference. It's happening at Las Vegas Market on January 25th and 26th, and it is filling up nicely. We guarantee this will not be like those other conferences that have disappointed you with their lack of planning and weak content. We are working hard on new systems and protocols you can implement now. If you don't succeed, we don't succeed. So believe me, we want to exceed your expectations and bring you content that motivates and informs. There will be new content. If you have been with Business of Design for a long time, there will be new content for you. We can make 2020 the best year yet. So sign up today. Registration is already open and you'll enjoy early bird pricing of $11.95 until September. And the price will go up end of September. Um, so you'll save $200 until then. Details are on the website. If you have questions, by all means, reach out to me, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. But for all of the event details on any of these events, head to businessofdesign.com. Thanks. This episode of Business of Design is brought to you by Build Lane. Build Lane is an extraordinary app that you can use, you clever designer, to order custom furniture from the comfort of your office. No visit to the factory or showroom rep required. Design details will not be overlooked. And by communicating directly with Build Lane and by extension with the factory, you'll enjoy shorter lead times and increased profitability. As you may know, I've ordered a first piece of furniture for Kimberly Selden Design Group, and the process has been ultra smooth. I will definitely describe the finished piece when I receive it and make sure I finish the story with everyone. Right now, though, you can enter a contest to win $2,500 worth of custom furniture. It's easy. Set up a free account at buildlane.com. There is no purchase required, and the contest is open to residents of U.S. and Canada. For more information, head over to businessofdesign.com. You can click on the Build Lane ad and set up that account really fast. Thank you so much, Build Lane, for your support of Business of Design and our amazing community. And now, back to the show. Every episode of Business of Design ends with something I call design intervention. And I've used that phrase for many years. I had uh, a couple of television shows where I answered viewers' questions, and we called those segments design intervention. So it's a title that I kind of love. And I do love using it on the podcast because it's an opportunity for that guest expert to tell us one thing that is really going to make a difference in our lives. And so over the years that we've had the podcast, of course, I feel like I have learned so much. It was really hard to do, but I narrowed down all the design interventions into my 15 favorite, which I'm going to recap here. Some may be familiar, some may be brand new. I hope all of them will be thought-provoking. I'll start with episode number two, which is a guy I just love, Dr. Gantz Ferrance. He's got the best voice, but that's not why he's on the podcast. He has an incredible way of teaching people about boundaries and personal wellness and owning your own authentic voice. And I always respond to what Dr. Gantz is teaching. 
And so in episode number two, which was titled Handling Difficult Clients Like a 90s Action Hero, I loved how powerful I felt when I heard that. Dr. Gans shared in his design intervention five reasons you should raise your rates. I know I talk about raising your rates a lot, but so often people say, yeah, yeah, that I will as soon as I finish this project, or I will as soon as I feel like I have more confidence, or I will when the other people in my area do, et cetera, et cetera. It seems like there's always a reason why we hold ourselves back from earning the living we deserve and desire. So anyway, these five reasons I think are worth thinking about. Dr. Gans says, number one, own your expertise. You went to school or you learned it the hard way on the job with real clients and real budgets, it's okay to charge for all of those lessons that you've learned along the way. Remember what plumbers always say? Yeah, I charged you $250 to do that thing that took me 15 minutes, but it took me 15 years to learn how to do that thing in 15 minutes. It's the same thing with us. And I actually have found that raising my rates has caused me to step up and grow into a more confident, powerful position as a business owner. The second reason Dr. Gans says we should raise our rates is because the right fee will build a better design business. I can't tell you how true this is. A too low fee will scare away luxury clients. They will not think you have the chops to handle them but it doesn't have the same impact on clients who don't want to spend that much. In fact, it has the opposite impact. They think, wow, that must be a great designer. I would love to work with him or I would love to work with her. So the right fee actually attracts the very clients you say you want and the wrong fee, a too low fee, will keep you stuck indefinitely in the wrong snack bracket. Number three, thank you, Dr. Gantz. When you feel better, you perform better, and higher fees feel good. I found this to be so true so often in my life. There are days when the work I do is so hard, and I think, oh, I really don't want to go and do the following thing. I, For example, today, I went to a job site. I met with a guy who was uh, templating the countertops, and he had all these questions. Why was it so hard? I just wanted to go and let him in and then let him leave. But instead I had to answer all these questions about the overhang because we had these unusual drawer pulls and there was some funny gables in the house that already existed. So there were a lot of questions. Not my favorite thing to do. Believe you me, it helps me a lot when I say, okay, not my favorite thing to do, but I made $500 today because I was willing to go and do that task. So it helps. Years ago, I was speaking at a bloggers conference and I said that money is lubrication and the audience was sort of shocked, like I had said something so vulgar, but I do think it's true. Money is a powerful motivator and it does get you moving. So I don't think we should be afraid of that or ashamed of that. I think we should own it. The fourth reason Dr. Gans gives us for raising our rates, I just love. He says we owe it to our families. Have you ever thought about that? When I was a young designer in 1991, as I was visiting with clients, I knew I had two little kids back home with a babysitter. 
So I traded some of that precious, valuable time to do this job. And sadly for me, I didn't earn a living back then. And so what was the trade for, I wonder? In fact, our children are always watching us, right? And imagine how powerful it is to grow up in a house where you're able to articulate the value you bring to clients and then show what you can trade that expertise for. Money. Money's a wonderful thing. It can buy you all kinds of things. It's not everything. And no, it can't buy health or happiness, but it does buy you options and flexibility. And that's not a bad thing. So you owe it to your family. And I would say also, you owe it to the people who work with you. You owe it to your trades. You owe it to your suppliers. And I'll even go out on a limb and say, we owe it to each other. In business of design, this community that we share and we value and we respect, we owe it to each other to be successful and raise the bar. We're not in it alone anymore, right guys? We're together. And the fifth reason Dr. Gans shares with us for raising our rates, he says, people will treat you the way you've asked to be treated. And that hourly fee is an extension of how you feel about yourself. And clients will value your time or not value your time, depending on what that fee is. I know that I can be guilty of that as well. I'm going to have a meeting, let's say, with somebody who's going to do some weeding in my garden. And their fee for weeding is $15 an hour. And that's their fee. I didn't pick that fee, but that's their fee. And perhaps I've got to take a phone call. I don't mind leaving them for 30 minutes with nothing to do while I go take a phone call because I don't mind paying that little bit of money. But if that same professional were charging $150 an hour, you bet I would be there for every minute of that conversation and I would wrap it up as quickly as possible, which also means, by the way, I'm paying more attention. The higher your rate, the more attention your clients will pay to you as you're having conversations during meetings, et cetera. Episode number two, handling difficult clients like a 90s action hero. Thank you, Dr. Gantz. Another design intervention comes from a dear friend of mine, Bruce Philp, who is a branding expert and the author of Consumer Republic, and probably one of the smartest guys I know. Episode number 23, you are a brand, whether you like it or not. Bruce, of course, tells me something profound in this episode, that people don't buy my product. I'm not a widget. I'm not a bar stool. Clients aren't buying my product. Instead, clients are buying the belief that I can create and deliver the product. They're buying my brand. In order for clients to trust in that belief and believe that I'm going to create and deliver a product, every single brand touch point needs to be spot on, right? When they go to my website, it needs to be current and up-to-date and working well. The photos need to be clean and bright and crisp and consistent with the brand I intend to deliver to my clients. Phone calls, emails, all of that needs to be returned in the brand spirit. My trades need to show up in brand spirit. Products need to show up in brand spirit. Every single interaction with my clients is either going to polish my halo or tarnish it. So I'm not asking anyone to buy my product. I'm asking them to buy my brand and trust that I will deliver on their vision and their desire and their needs. It's a really big ask. 
And this ties into something I've been thinking about recently. It's summertime. Lots of people are out. And so we've been noticing that as we send Business of Design's newsletter, which has lots of great information for you, we're getting back some automated out-of-the-office responses. Great. No big deal. But I happened to open a few recently and just take a look. I was sort of shocked. Some of them have spelling errors. Some of them are inarticulate. One of them said, sorry, you missed me. I'm out of the office from December 14th till January 14th of 2019. Yeah, it's July 2019. So that hasn't been updated. Not a very good indication of brand promise. In some cases, the auto response included the name of someone else who could be of service while the main designer was out of town or out of the office. This is a really good practice. And it occurred to me, you know, for those of you who work by yourself, you're all alone, you could still have different emails going to different departments. So for example, you might say, Hey, thanks for your email. I'm out of the office from July 19th to July 30th, and I will not be checking email. If you have an urgent question about a design project, email so-and-so. If you'd like to set up a design consultation for when I return, email so-and-so. If you'd like to pay an outstanding invoice, email so-and-so. So what if you're the only person but you created Gmail accounts for design consultations, payments, design assistance. I'm not suggesting this just to dupe clients or trick them, but imagine if you had these separate accounts and you were on vacation and you couldn't stop yourself from checking emails. Maybe you could limit yourself to checking only emails that are asking for a design consultation or only emails that want to pay a bill. Make sense? Something to think about. I loved the auto response we got from Joey Yoder, who I met at High Point in 2017, I think it was. And Joey said, I will be out of the country traveling from June 10th to July 7th. I'll do my best to spend time with children. They are growing up way too fast and soak in inspiration from our trip. Isn't that great? I love that. She's reminding them that she has a family. She's perfectly comfortable creating balance for herself, and she's looking for inspiration for their projects. Then she directs the reader, if something is urgent, please respond and put urgent in the subject line. So that gives her a really clear indication of which emails she needs to put her eyeballs on and which ones she can ignore until she's back home. Nicely done, Joey. And I'll just throw this one in here too. It's from a nutritionist that I work with. And she says, the spirit and intention behind my brand is to support innovators, entrepreneurs, and go-getters. I truly believe when people have their health, they can change the world. In this spirit and in an endeavor to lead with my actions and not just my words, I have decided to take a sabbatical for practice. Beginning at the end of August, I am planning a three-month leave, during which I will pursue some growth opportunities and maintain some balance, perhaps even some fun in my life. And then she goes on to list people that they can get in touch with at the office. I'm throwing this out there because even something as 
inconsequential as your auto response is speaking to your brand. So give it some thought. And for the record, my title at Business of Design is Advocate in Chief. The seventh design intervention I'm going to talk about is from episode number 32, Profit Through Margins, Not Markups. And this is with Veronica Solomon, who has been an incredible supporter of Business of Design and uses our strategies and systems and protocols in her business and in her own coaching community. And Veronica suggested role-playing and even talking to yourself in front of the mirror to practice asking for money or reading your contract without flinching. I have found this to be true for me. I do this all the time. If I'm about to enter a conversation that may be contentious or I'm nervous about it in some way, I will actually script it out. I will practice the script and I will get myself ready and grounded and centered before I have the meeting. And then during the meeting, it usually doesn't follow a script, but I feel ready and confident to move forward. Really great suggestion. Episode number 34, featured designer Sarah Kidder, who was part of a show house and shared what that experience was like. Sarah left us with two design interventions, number eight and number nine on my list. Number eight, when opportunity knocks, say yes. It's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. You will grow into the task. I have found that to be so true in my life. Take the plunge. Try it. Those experiences that I go into with my knees knocking generally turn out to be the very experience I need to go up a level. And number nine, this is 100% true and it does take practice and it does get easier. But when you meet a new client or a potential client and they ask about fees, state those fees confidently by looking that person right in the eyes. Don't waver. Don't blink. You are letting them know what you're worth. Even if others in your area go for free or charge too little, you don't. You know your worth and you are broadcasting your value your value is not zero. And this ties really nicely back to Veronica's where practice, practice, practice. If you haven't given yourself that raise in a while, it's time. Practice, practice, practice stating what your new fees are and then say nothing once you state the fees, except maybe describe the value that you can bring to projects. That's always a good idea. And there is a course at Business of Design, consultation benefits that will allow you to describe the benefits you bring to a consultation. Because remember, that's all you're selling in that first phone call. And we are going to be introducing a course on your value in general coming up in 2020. Episode 44 is with someone who I consider to be a dear friend now. She's been a Business of Design member since 2004 when we launched. Wow, can't thank her enough, Leanne Bennell. If you don't know Leanne Bennell, you should definitely follow her on Instagram and get to know her. She's a very special human being. Leanne also shared two design interventions. So these are number 10 and 11. Number 10, planning your day and your week ahead of time is a really good way to manage resources. What does that mean for me? That means that I need to block out all of my client appointments, of course, but also I need to block out my yoga class, my Pilates class, my manicure, my pedicure, all of those things that I put aside sometimes to keep working, 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 or block out a half a day of free time to hang out with the girls. That's okay too, but really blocking that time out in the calendar can protect it and help me honor and respect my own boundaries. 
And number 11, and this speaks to the heart of business of design, and really, truly, I can't say it without crediting EMIF, Michael Gerber, schedule time to work on your business. I have met so many incredible people all over the world, and the ones who implement quickly all discuss the same thing. They made time in their calendar, and they committed to it, and they spent that time watching business of design courses, and then implementing the strategies and procedures. I can be guilty of trying to squeeze everything in and thinking, I'll go back and implement later. And then three months later, I don't remember that wonderful thing that I heard on the podcast or the wonderful, amazing thing I learned at business of design. Schedule time to work on your business. And if you don't have time to do that, I guarantee you, you will have lots of time for chaos and mess and drama. Number 12 comes from episode 50, which featured Carly Waters, who was on a mission to do fewer clients, but do them better. I completely relate to that because that's a mission I've been on for the last five years, and I am happy to say it's working really nicely for me. Carly talks about working for friends. Be cautious when working for friends. Ask yourself, is this a friendship I can afford to lose? And I will add to that in my experience When I have worked for friends and given them a break or not charged them for the consultation or not charged them for this or that, it hasn't gone well. When I have worked for friends and I've treated them exactly like any new client, clients I love and respect but don't know very well, it's gone perfectly. And I have three, four, five friends I've done multiple projects for now, which was not my experience, believe me. And sometimes are there moments where you're kind of like, eek, not sure how to say this? Sure. But because I've been above board at every turn, because they know that this isn't a hobby for me, this is how I make a living, they've been really respectful and we've been able to move through these projects slowly and carefully. I see a future where you can work for your friends too. Once you have systems and strategies and protocols and you behave on those projects exactly like you behave on every other project. Episode number 53 is a bit of an outlier, very special episode. It featured Christine Horn. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, it's Cheryl's sister. Christine is a well-known actor. She has received all kinds of awards for her skill, and she's been in all kinds of movies and television shows. And she won a huge award as an actor a couple of years ago and then shared the story of how even though she'd won that huge award, she was having trouble meeting her bills that month that sometimes the accolades come and the money is not necessarily there, particularly in these creative or glamorous professions, and ours is definitely one of them. Christine in the episode talked about also another friend of hers who had won a prestigious award for a book, received $100,000 for that award and went to the bank to deposit that, looked at his bank balance after the deposit, and it was $100,000. Seven dollars. So sometimes you can live hand to mouth even though you have success and fame. Christine's design intervention was really moving, and I think about it often. Number 13, sometimes the only power we have as artists is to say no. 
Say no to the job that won't satisfy you. Say no to an opportunity that doesn't feel right. Saying no can be a powerful way to shape your destiny. I got goosebumps thinking about that. Isn't that true? Sometimes the only power we have as artists is to say no. Wow. Number 14, episode 69, Confidence and How to Get It with Cara Lowenthal. Cara is a confidence coach and she talks about the power of positive thinking and how that can be really not helpful to people because it's so far away from reality. So rather than thinking if you're brand new to business and you have only one customer and you're barely making the ends meet, rather than thinking, I'm going to make a million dollars next year, take middle of the ground steps. Next year, I will have three clients and make X amount of dollars. Neutralize the thinking rather than going for extremes. Go for something that's slightly unattainable, but just a little bit closer. And that can be a great way for you to build confidence as you come toward that goal. And number 15, the last one I will share from episode 81, Juliet Palaria, take action today. Don't take action tomorrow, or you might take action tomorrow, but we don't know. Today's the only day we have, right? I want you to succeed. In fact, I want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. And you may not see this right now, but the difference between you and wild success might be the tiniest little action step. In my experience, taking that one little step forward cause all kinds of other things to shake loose and fall out of the tree. It was the one little action that propelled me. It's not necessarily about giant leaps and bounds. It's about doing something today, this minute. If this podcast moved you, if there was something in this podcast that made you think, yes, do something with that today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Thank you all for this incredible journey. I learned so much from this community and from those of you who've been on the podcast, I just can't thank you enough. If you're listening to the show and you think, wow, you know, I'm really an expert at the following magical thing and you want to be on the podcast, we want to feature you. It's been an incredible 15 years. I never dreamed when I stepped in front of the first business of design group of peers and shared my story that this is what would come of it. A thriving community of peers who are a huge part of a multi-billion dollar industry. That's you and that's me. And together we are so much more powerful. Thank you all for the best 15 years ever. And we are looking forward to the next 15. And I hope that we will meet in Nashville, in D.C., at High Point, or in January at the Business of Design Conference. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.